Good morning, episode 498 of Score Projections. Today we're going to talk about the, the Thursday night football game, Seattle at home versus San Francisco. So it should be a good game. It should be a very good game. However, we do have some differences in some uh, situations in this game. For example, the third-string quarterback who may not even be able to play is questionable today. I'll, I'll keep it simple. Keep it simple stupid is the old management formula there, the KISS formula. And that is simply to take Seattle plus three and a half and call it a day. You don't have to get fancy. You can just take that. However, that doesn't make it the best bet. There are two other bets here that are better, and that's what I'm going to go through today and give you the hows and the whys to do that. Because simple isn't always better if there's a better option out there. So, I should mention that this, this game does have a public and sharp situation that is something I don't frequently talk about on this podcast or at my Patreon site, but it is significant in this game. We've got 37% of the bets, or 37% of the tickets, on Seattle currently. Now, this will change, of course, but 53% of the cash. And conversely, you've got 63% of the tickets and 47% of the cash on the 49ers. Now, what does that tell us? Well, simply, it means the bigger bets are coming on Seattle. The smaller bets are coming on San Francisco. What does that tell us? Well, we know that the bigger you bet, the more likely, as a rule, this is not 100%, of course, the more likely it is that someone who's doing this for a living, or someone who does it very well, syndicates, etc., bigger bets equal more analysis that has gone into the game, less eyeball test on it. If you look at the eyeball test alone, of course, you get to look at the dominant San Francisco defense and a struggling Seattle team. But that's not the that's the, if you bet on eyeball alone, then you then you're making the sports books pretty wealthy over time. Additionally, in this game, another reason why this is important to talk about is that you're not going to be taking a position against Vegas or the sports books, in other words, because the, the cash is almost evenly split. It's nearly impossible to get 50-50. It happens. This is pretty darn close. This is just a tick off the standard, devia- you know, standard deviation here. You've got 53 and 47. You don't want to be in a situation, let's say, for example, when 75% of the money is on, on one side. If 75% of the money is on Vegas, for example, then the sports books need Seattle. Of course, that's working for you in this example, so maybe that's not the best example to give you, but you don't want to be betting against Vegas as a general rule. Again, Vegas doesn't always win. The Sharps don't always win. Public doesn't always lose. So these are just indicators helping hands, if you will, to kind of look at a bet. And again, the nutshell of it is you're not taking a position for or against, with or against Vegas, but you'd be taking taking Seattle here going with what, in theory, smart money is doing. Now, of course, in this game, the Niners are without Debo Samuel for the first time this year. He's banged up, won't be back until around playoff time. And certainly the Niners look like they're going to be in the playoffs. But Seattle does want to have something to say about that. I think that their, their uh, thing they could say is maybe to uh, kick one of the NFC East teams out of the playoffs. Because right now, you've got all four division winners. And there's three wild cards. And all three of those wild cards currently are in the NFC East with Dallas, 
New York Giants, and uh, Washington. Seattle is a half game back. The Giants and uh, Commanders both, they tied each other. So there's a half game difference between them and Seattle at 7-6, and six, and the other two are 7-5-1. Seattle needs this game here. Now, needing a game and winning a game, there's not a lot of correlation there. There is certainly some focus involved when the team is in the playoff hunt versus a playoff in a hunt for a uh, better draft pick. So, in any event, you've got a situation as well. Debo Samuel's out. Third-string quarterback Brock Purdy is in. He's Mr. Irrelevant, literally the last man picked in the NFL draft. He's got talent for Iowa State. He played a good long career there and did well in a big conference, Big 12 conference. So he's not a, he's not a rookie to the stage, but this is the NFL, and this would be his first road game. I say would be because with his, he's questionable with his injuries. He's, he's dinged up, banged up from his last game. You don't know for sure if he's playing. He did well. But that was without any opposing film on him. They couldn't study him. They didn't know what he's going to do. So now there's film out there, and he's on the road if he plays. If he doesn't, now you're down to the fourth-string quarterback, which is Josh Johnson, and there's a reason why he's fourth-string. So that doesn't all, does not bode well for San Francisco. Seattle, of course, is a tough team at home, regardless of the situation or timing. They just have that 12-man scenario, obviously, that's still going to be there, even though they're not an enormous winning team, that's they're still backed very strongly by the home team, the home crowd. So you got to look at them as as a uh, live dog. Anytime, anytime they're a dog at home, you got to look at them as a as a live possibility for an upset. Quarterback play for Seattle is going to be better than the Niners' strength for this game actually for him. He's doing very well. You uh, dump Russell Westbrook, and then his replacement plays at one of the better better uh, stat levels in the NFC. Now, they're not particularly good at running the ball, and San Francisco is amazing at stopping it, number one in the league by far. There's not even anybody close to them in stopping the run. So you know it's going to be a passing game here with Seattle. Now, uh, in the end, let's let's look at San Francisco. Let's look what San Francisco is going to do. They're going to try to run the ball again, third or fourth string quarterback, bad situation there. You've got uh, Christian McCaffrey and company to be able to run the ball, solid line. And again, like I said, the weak quarterback situation. So we're going to look as a whole at a slower game and less points. I don't know that Seattle will score much, but I I can't imagine that uh, San Francisco will either without getting some defensive points strict straight from the defense or at least position that allows their offense to do something with a short field. Now, all that being said, I want to get into the technical side of it. I look at this, and this is, a, this is going to be contrary to what I've said, but keep, keep listening. Technical analysis alone does have San Francisco winning this game 24-19. That doesn't mean, that obviously means I would not want Seattle plus 3.5. But my bets are Seattle plus 10.5, this is the same game partly. And you need to make sure you're shopping around. Uh, the NFL picks, most books now have the same game parlays. They're not all created equal. Uh, if Again, you shouldn't take same game parlays and things like NBA 
college basketball, even even college football, with a few exceptions, are not really the smartest thing to do. NFL certainly is. People have done that for years, sharp betting for years for the uh, Stanford Wong teaser, six-point teaser. And what the same game parlay is is even better than that. It's not something that people have written about or talked about, quote-unquote. But you could not put... You could not make a parlay on the same game because it gave you an edge over the house. It was not, I want to, I'm just going to use the word legal. Uh, for the most part, betting was not legal at all, except in Vegas. And Vegas wasn't going to allow you to put a parlay on a game that was correlated, a correlated parlay, because the score and the total amount of points are correlated in the same game. So here we are. The, game, the name of this bet is a same game or one game parlay. So in any, any event... There's two bets. They're half-size bets. So the, the total amount in this game is just one single bet, not bigger or smaller than normal, but two half-size to equal that hole. Push comes to shove. Here they are. Seattle plus 10.5 paired up with under 47.5 in the same game parley at minus 110. Again, this is where you should chop around if you're not getting minus 110. Now, again, the line will move throughout the day, but if you're nowhere near minus 110, you're in the wrong book. Seattle plus 7.5 with under 51 and a half at minus 120 for the other half of that bet. What are we doing here? Obviously, seven and a half and ten and a half are key numbers in the NFL. Three being the, the most key number, but we're getting so you got uh, three, six, seven, and in uh, and ten. So ten and a half and seven and a half and seven and a half with the underdog is what you want as key numbers. And for the total. 47 and a half and 51 and a half. 51 and a half is a very key number for a total. That has no relevance on the teams being played. It's just that that's a common ending point for an NFL game. So you want that one. And of course, that has to go with a seven and a half since we're getting four more points on that one. The other one being 47 and a half. And that's key in this because I don't see this game ending any more than 47 points, really. But I like the cushion with the 50, 51 and a half. In theory, in theory now, again, I don't, want, I don't want to scare you out to three and a half. That would be San Francisco 27 and Seattle 20, giving me that 47 and a half, or 47, under the 47 and a half, and of course Seattle giving getting plus 10 and a half. So what I've done here is I've taken the, the better spread and the worst number to get that one. Or you can go with the worst number and a higher spread, uh, you know, the seven and a half and a, and a higher number to tease under that. And again, hope I didn't uh, blow through that too fast to make it have sense for this podcast. But again, I don't see Seattle losing by more than seven. So seven and a half and ten and a half are valuable. Ten and a half gives you the extra field goal. I don't see the game going over 47. So the 47 and a half works, but 51 and a half gives us a more key number in the NFL. Maybe that made more sense. I'm not going to edit the podcast. You can always fast forward it if it didn't. <laughs> if I go into too much detail and you're getting bored with it. But so those are the two bets. And again, I was alluding to the fact that I don't want to scare you off the three and a half. I'm looking at kind of worst case scenarios. Now, let's be fair. Just because we're doing this same game probably doesn't mean we can't lose those. We absolutely can. But I look at the winning percentage of these bets as being higher than Seattle plus 3.5. That's the best way to put it. I do think there's a reasonable chance of Seattle winning outright and Seattle plus 3.5, and, and you do want that hook. You want the extra half point. 
they have certainly better than 50% chance of winning this game with the three and a half. Now, when you say how much better, if you're paying minus 110 at three and a half, you have to win 52.4% of your bets. In other words, this bet has value if it's anything more than 52.4% at minus 110 plus three and a half. I think that you're looking at about a 54 to 57% chance of winning the game. Now, you might think that that's not much, but that's a significant edge in NFL sports betting. Now, just to be fair, with the plus 7.5 and plus 10.5, I grade those out within a percentage each way, so we won't get into the woods on that. But both of them have a 60 to 65% chance of winning. So... Please remember you have a 35 to 40% chance of losing this bet in my analysis. Or if you just take the plus three and a half, you're just enough over 50% where you do have value in taking the game. I wish I could tell you, but I'm not a charlatan. I don't, I don't tell you there's a lock of the year, can't lose type of a bet because there is no such thing. So when you're betting in the vicinity of 55 to 60% edge, you will do very well in professional sports or college sports betting long term there's just no I, I can't say that this is the lock of the year 90 percent chance can't do it anybody that says that is as i said a charlatan and they're trying to take your money somehow i'm giving this pick for free and i think it's got great value i think you'd be happy at the end of the day obviously i wish i could say i know you'll be happy at the end of the day but i can't say that so Again, I think that's everything I wanted to say on this. Yeah, so just I'm favoring the home dog here. The spot, the situation, the injury status, etc. Does favor the Seattle Seahawks. Good luck and happy wagering and safe wagering.